0: Hey now, what's going on? It's Jeff. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that you are listening to the audio of a live video stream from the Fromus YouTube channel. It may reference visuals that can't be heard, obviously, but if you want the whole enchilada, go to YouTube.com/backslash Fromus. That's F R U M E S S. Because who doesn't like a whole enchilada? Make it Jeff is gonna talk about the misfits right now. He's going to talk about Walk Among Us Obsessed. Anyhow, just play the actual theme song. (laughs) It's been a long day, you guys. It's been a long day. And I'm still here. I'm still here for the contest. Not for the contest, for the episode. Um, My brains are mush. My brains are mush and jelly mashed together into a fine place. Let's do the let's just do the theme. The theme intro, the proper one, the one this is for Rue Morgue. whenever he gets around to watching this, if, if he so should. Hold on. Get. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad tonight. Jeff is going to talk about the misfits right now. He's a nerd about this stuff. Obsessed anyhow. Jeff never shuts his face Always needs to talk My be shows Some waiting When I'm for a walk Do you think Can you Welcome to the Streaming Evil Live show. My name is Jeff. How you doing tonight? I wasn't going to do this show. The show was not really possible to go down, but I dropped everything I was doing. Because when I promised a show, I tried my best to deliver. And, uh, ah, man, this is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a good one. Super quick update, um, Patreons uh, from this YouTube ca- blah, 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 blah. YouTube casualty or higher. I just uploaded three brand new Patreon-exclusive episodes. Go check those out. Well, you can't check them out. You can't check them out. They're time released, but they're coming. They're coming. Uh, more, even more is coming, even more. It never stops. It never, ever stops. Keep your eyes peeled. Same thing with YouTube members. Keep your eyes peeled for YouTube member exclusive videos coming. More is coming. Um, I, speaking of which, uh, I you know I got to tell you, I I'm thinking about uh, changing a couple things up. We're we're going to see. We're going to see. I have this like kind of this idea. It's not really an idea. It's actually a very derivative ripoff that's been done a million times. But I guess I just want to do my own version. So what about that? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Uh, I'm, I'm flying out to Colorado tomorrow. I'm going to be there for two weeks. Some quality family time. It's been a while since we've been able to do that. I'm going to visit my brother. Remember where I was that time when we did scream with me? That's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be at the uh, at that house uh, where my brother lives. And it's going to be very nice. We're going to eat some matzah because it's Passover. That's why we're going out there. And uh, gonna be up in the, the mountains. It's gonna gonna feel good. But I'm bringing my laptop. I'm going to be broadcasting from out there because my work never stops. but um, so we'll be in like a weird sort of satellite um, location for that. What else can I say to you? Super quick. I talked about this yesterday in the night of the furnacemus episode. I'm gonna just repeat it here again. In case you didn't know, in case you didn't know, um, the Mahoning Drive-In, which is where Joe Bob Briggs does the last drive-in on Shutter, uh, is hosting a uh, for the uh, all four Mad Max movies. I'm going to be not only in attendance, but I'm going to be uh, conducting the Q and As with with Wes himself, uh, Vernon Wells uh, from The Road Warrior. He's going to be there in attendance, so check that out. Uh, uh, go go find the link for the tickets and and pick some up, spreading awareness. As you guys know, Tank, uh, uh, Jonathan Grimm, who was on the show, he is uh, he is sort of in charge of that, and that is how I have gotten involved as well. Buzz is going to be at the show as well. Trip's in the house. How you doing, Trip? You're gonna be at the Chitown gig. That's awesome. Mom wishes me a safe trip. Not my actual mom. Mom Longoria is the name of that YouTube handle. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And and Jeremy gives us a thumbs up. Appreciate that, Jeremy. Appreciate that a lot. Next order of business. Let's get this out of the way real quick so we could just jump into the conversation. We are doing a contest here at uh, the channel. Uh, our sponsor, we're sponsored, we're powered by riotstickers.com. Look at this beautiful new button from RiotStickers.com, RiotStickers. They are the bomb. They also printed up that banner behind me, and they do stickers. Look at this. Look at all these stickers. Do you need stickers? This is where you go. Check it out. Matter of fact, we have a special promotion in the comments down below. Click on the link. It's still up. Get it while the getting is good. With the promo code of "From Us," you can get 50% off a special order, 50% Stick was it 50 stickers for $29.50. That's 50% off. Okay. Three inches by three inches. Real estate beautiful vinyl stickers. Look how mine came out. I'm I'm so pleased with those. So pleased. I'm gonna be sticking them all up all over Breckenridge, Colorado, that's for sure. And be like, From us, what the hell is that? Oh, it's gonna be everywhere. Um, but yeah. And then the contest is, you go to ridestickers.com backslash win. That's it. Just the word, W-I-N. It's right here in the little ticker tape. You go there, you click on it, and it's free entry, free to enter, okay? You know what that means? It means you enter. It doesn't cost you a dime, but what do you get? 20 custom T-shirts. We're going to be raffling, 20 of them, with whatever design you want. Ride Stickers is going to print that up for you. And uh, all you got to do is just enter your name and your email. So go to riotstickers.com backslash win. Let's play the nifty 60 second video to go with it. We got it right here from um, our our sponsor, uh, Sharpie Riot. Hi, I'm a guy from riotstickers.com, the merch company known for being the bomb. Do you hate going to work, but like getting paid? Do you hate snow, but want to make sweet, sweet love to a snowman? That was unexpected. All right, what about this? Do you hate paying for stuff, but like having custom t-shirts? You are in luck. We can't help with the snowman thing. That's probably going to take a therapist, but riotsinkers.com is giving you a chance to win a free order of custom shirts. And entering is easier than like making sweet, sweet. Get her out of here. All you have to do is simply go to riotstickers.com slash win and enter your name and email address. Riot Stickers will have a random drawing to pick a winner. So, head to riotstickers.com slash win for your chance to win free custom shirts. And be sure to check out other custom merch while you're there because it is the bomb. Riotstickers.com, Riot Stickers, we are the bomb. Riotstickers.com, Riot Stickers, we are the bomb. hey guys what's up it's me the moon face yeah so look at these buttons came out beautifully um riotstickers.com if you need stickers that's where you go make sure you sign up for our contest guys we we want a lot of people to participate look at these look at these shirts look i'm wearing one right now look at this look at this promise yeah this is from us isn't that cool really like this design very very neat RiotStakers.com. Okay, enough with enough with the uh, the ad- advertisements and the 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 preamble and yada yada yada. Let's launch into the the meat of the show for the evening, shall we? By the way, all those links are down and below in the description. Okay, what are we talking about? Um, why walk among us at forty? I mean, listen, I don't. I'm not a big anniversary guy. I don't celebrate anniversaries of anything really. I don't. Not even birthdays. If you notice, I very seldomly only when it like only when it's convenient. Like if I see someone else has done the post and I can just share the post, I'm not, I'm just not a guy who, uh I don't know. I just think anniversaries are kind of silly. Um I, I'm listen, I'm amazed when I see Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, best friends or friends and, and bandmates and soulmates for 62 years, holding hands at, you know, in their eighties, like that blows me away. Those are milestones that I think are awesome. But um celebrating 10 20 30 40 years of an album i don't know that just doesn't really that doesn't really wax my whistle however um tim somer and his name has come up here before he has written about walk among us turning 40 uh the misfits are going to be playing walk among us in its entirety at riot fest chicago in september this year the place where it all started and um and you know, I, I I I joked when I heard the news. I said, so what are they gonna do? Are they gonna play Walk Among Us three times? <laughs> you know, because the it's such a short album. <clears throat> I have to play it three times just to, you know, for the contracted hour or whatever it is in material. Um but they're 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 playing it. They're playing it. Uh, Walk Among Us is, you know, when people think of the misfits, the Walk Among Us is like the seminal record, right? We're not going to like uh, deep dive on the history. We've kind of explored it in various ways. I suppose we we do eventually need to kind of look at it a little bit. Um, it's a weird record in that it's not owned, it's not owned by whoever now owns the Caroline catalog. It remained because Misfits signed a deal with Slash subsidiary Ruby, or no, maybe they signed it with Slash and then Ruby. Ruby was the imprint that, that put it out. They still own that record, and it's the best-selling record in their entire catalog. Think about the Slash catalog. Think about the Ruby catalog. Walk Among Us over time, over forty years, has sold for them better than anything else that they have in that catalog. Originally, Walk Among Us was going to be put out on Plan Nine, Glenn's label. Uh, there's the Plan Nine version, which has a different track list. La, 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 la. It's a different track listing it's there are different versions of the songs they are really interesting they contain different sessions like there's the Newfoundland session whatever there's all these different sessions session uh differences and um and you know it's interesting it has the song American Nightmare on it and i believe i would i want to make sure i'm properly attributing this to our friend down under in new zealand neon knees uh, someone who 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 visits the show often I believe he was the one who said what makes Walk Among Us, or what would perfect Walk Among Us, is the omission of the live version of Mommy and the inclusion of American Nightmare. And I have to agree. I really the I, I I'm I feel really weird about like live tracks uh, mixed in with with um. Like a studio album, it just does. It just—it's a weird thing. It sort of takes me out of the album, if you could imagine. It takes me out of the the zone of, of taking in what it what it is that I'm taking in. So it's like, it's like to substitute one for the other. I think that would be a good that would be a good trade off. Truly, and Walk Among Us actually, its its origins begin even further back with Bobby Steele, and you know it was gonna you know there was a different album, Twelve Hits from hell and and that got that got changed around um john john of doom says that the nike with the keys is his favorite um i am a personal fan of uh, uh devil's whorehouse which has that weird slap that weird slap that googie does or somebody I, and and glenn's vocals are they're, they're very echoey they, they double up and they just—it's like she works out the devil, and there's another track. Like, she look on, look It's like they're doing this like double thing, really weird, but I like it. I like it. Um, and then what happened was they signed a deal. They went out to uh, on that tour. They went out to to visit with Slash. I, as a matter of fact, I think their first West Coast trip was sort of based around them potentially um, getting signed. I think, I think, don't, I don't remember if I'm, I might be making that up. I don't remember. I think so. And then they did some shows with Chris D from the flesh eaters. They did shows with the flesh eaters. And uh, it was Chris D who, who remixed walk among us. He didn't like the mixes that Glenn had given him. So Glenn flew out to California at a later date and he, he crashed on the couch while they, for like 12 hours or something and they just did this marathon remix of walk among us and that's what we have and then that that record walk among us has been freaking oh my god how many versions of walk among us are there it's been pressed so many friggin times over the years various different uh smaller labels licensing out the masters I guess and then doing their own pressings too um, the one that I think of, the one that I use for this thumbnail is is the earache, the earache variants, which I did not get a chance to pick up. But I'm not a really I'm not a vi- I don't buy Misfits vinyl like that. I don't. I do have a copy of Walk Among Us. It's I, you know what? This is going to sound a little embarrassing. I got it at Hot Topic. I was in Hot Topic. Uh, was walking around. I saw that they had Walk Among Us. I saw it was on pink vinyl. I saw that it was an official pressing. And I saw that there were only a 1,000 pressed. And I said, oh, that's that's cool, man. That's cool. I'm going to pick that up. And I did. And I'm very glad to own it. And I don't need more copies of Walk Among Us. Although I will say what really had my, what really tickled my pickle is when I saw these things. Hold on one second. Let's take a look real quick at this. These are the earache variants. Uh, that came out two years ago. Look at those. Look at those gorgeous beauties. And this is, you know, for whatever reason, Glenn or whoever, they're not pressing up more stuff themselves. Like, why hasn't all of Sam Hain been properly reissued like this? Why don't you reissue the singles? I mean, printing mis... I, I think that it, it, it doesn't... It can't be debated that printing Misfits vinyl is like printing money, essentially. Jerry only learned that very valuable business lesson. I, I don't hold, I do not hold it against him either. That's not a dig at Jerry for making a buck. That's like Jerry recognizing, what am I putting out albums for? It's better to put out singles and just, everybody likes collecting. Like Jerry listened to what the market wanted and gave them plenty of it. Um I mean, Danzig has to an extent too. He gave us a, a thousand versions of danzig sings elvis and i my my dumb my dumb ass has the uh the black vinyl version of all the versions i could have gotten and um and also like danzig five what why danzig five on silver and like i mean i'm glad it's on vinyl but i don't know i i I ended up uh i did not pull the trigger on that one i I just i don't know i should have i should have i just didn't you know like i said i'm very particular but then i see like you know x put out um put out their their self titled. Oh no, they put out los angeles and wild gift and now they're doing um what's the third one called um beyond the oh god what's it called bathroom window what the hell is the third one what's the what's the third x album called on what is the third album by x it's just gonna bother me um, the third album by X is it doesn't say what is the third album by the Los Angeles band X this is this is gonna drive me crazy right that's the first album what what in the heck is the third album called I'm gonna I'm gonna slap my forehead when I see it. It's my favorite of their albums under the big black Sun. I feel so dumb. I feel so dumb that I didn't remember that. Under the big black sun is is um no more fun is the fourth record, Vaughn. What's up, Amy? How you feeling, Amy? Hope you're hope you're on the mend. Did leaving sign with slash records first with their fear record before Glenn and those guys? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I truly don't know. But um uh, you know. I just I but but I saw these vinyls and I was like damn and they only they're only like 300 a piece. They only did 300 a piece and that's it. That's it. There's only 300 of each and they they sold out real quick and they went back up on on the secondary market. And you know I yeah, you couldn't buy the Oh, you couldn't even buy these in the US. I didn't know that. Thanks for filling me in, lord. I didn't even know that. So you couldn't even buy these in the US. That's crazy to me, man. I mean and then the other the other thing too is like give us a fair shot man give give your fans a fair shot this is not directed at the misses i'm saying in general i can think of other bands that do this do this like egregiously um one band i used to work with in particular they just they they press their stuff up in such Small quantities and they make it very hard for people to get stuff. I just think it's wrong, it's just really wrong to me personally. Which one is this? That's 64 Tumblr. We're gonna leave that up and stop that one, okay? Whoops, look at this. So these are more generic, in my opinion. Look at these. There's like uh, one is hell orange, hate breeder red, Martian green, skull white. There's an alternative sleeve by Vaughn with the first thousand orders. I mean, that's fun. That's fun. Three hundred devils purple, three hundred twenty eyes clear. You know, I'll take it back. What they are doing here, at least here, is at least, at least they're giving. There's, there's, um, there's eighteen hundred here, so they're giving you a fighting chance. You m- you might not be able to get every color, but you might be able to pick up one or two colors. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's I I think that's that's cool. I think I like what Eric has done. I I say I wish I wish Eric got a hold of the Sam Hain collection and did the same thing. We've seen John of Doom. He did all those cool designs somewhere. I put it somewhere on the page. Somewhere on the page. Doing good, Jeff. Just got out of class tonight. Awesome. That's great. What's up, Biz? Um, Zach says. I nope. I even emailed Earache, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They said by contract they wouldn't ship into the U.S. Hmm. How about that? So these were really hard to get a hold of. I didn't even remember hearing about them initially. Like they just sort of came out of nowhere, and I was like, "Damn." I was like, I was like, man, like I I, kind of want one, but so it it definitely hit that itch for me a little bit. Um. I don't know how many of Walk Among Us have been sold, but a lot. And then let's talk about the qualities of Walk Among Us. Walk Among Us has, you know, it's like if you're going to, if I'm going to introduce someone to the Misfits, I could give them collection one. But I think I would just give them Walk Among Us. It's like, what album are you going to pick? Here, take Walk Among Us. Why? Because it just opened. This one's 20 eyes. Well, no, I don't think they said. It. I think it just launches into 20 eyes. I'm thinking of um <laughs> thinking of Evil Live. Mm. It just launches into 20 Eyes, and there there's there's uh there's just such a um they're at their pop pinnacle with Walk Among Us. The songs on Walk Among Us are the the pop pinnacle of the Misfits and I just think it's the best way to to show people what this band is all about, one of the ways I mean, you have Astro zombies on there, yeah, I mean, listen, static age too, but you know, there's just something about the choruses on Walk Among Us. You know, Walk Among Us incorporates songs. That go like Night of the Living Dead that go back to the horror business band. You know what I mean? Like it, it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's all encompassing. I feel like it's like the most accessible, easy to appreciate. Because here's the thing. I know this sounds crazy, but you do have people out there that don't like like doop whoa 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 whatever sort of stuff, right? Like the whatever like you know attitude. I would think. Kind of, or some kind of hate, or whatever. Um, TV casualty might uh, theme for a jackal. Come back. These songs are a bit more of an acquired taste. Whereas Walk Among Us, there is not a single track. There's not a single track. Well, <laughs> maybe the live version of Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? It just, it just slaps, man. It just slaps. Is, is what I'm trying to say. Let's dive into one. We'll go to some quick comments. Yeah, Harv says he would introduce the Devil's Reign. Dagger Love says best production too. Um, Jeremy says Static Age was raw. Dagger argues Walk Among Us is the classic line of the band. Exactly, very true. Zach says Nike Yagogo hands down. Nike Yagogo is a song about a dude making love to a missile. Remember that. Remember that. Steve Lucas says, Are these as collectibles as the original pressings or the 88 release? They are cool, but flooding the market, so to speak. I think they are. I think they are such interesting pieces and they're in such rare quantity that that it doesn't flood the market. And in fact, they are they are just as they are they are so rare that they are quite valuable. I don't know if they're as valuable as an original pressing, but they are, I'm sure they go for a pretty penny. Listen, I bought I bought a uh, death Red, a thousand on red vinyl. I, I picked it up for 20 bucks and I'm told it's worth that. I was told two years ago it was worth a hundred. And now I'm told as of recent that it's worth even more than a hundred dollars. I mean, that kind of appreciation is insane. I, I mean, misfits records are a good investment. Well, n- not right now because to buy them, the bubble is really high, but I'm just saying if you buy a misfits record, I especially in the next 20 years, I guarantee you it's not going to depreciate in value unless something like on the level of Michael Graves happens where suddenly people are can't even get rid of Michael Graves collections. I saw one guy posted a whole collection on eBay. Nobody wanted to buy it. So it seemed. I don't know. I don't know. That's not true. People want to buy 95 Misfits stuff. I got to tell you, I got um, I don't know if I, I got to dig up her bones seven inch. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could just put it up on eBay. Barnacle Bill says the first time I heard Legacy of Brutality and that do vibe that confused me for a while. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Walk Among Us. Look, see, Long Brain TV says do op is OK. I love Walk Among Us. Yes, Amy, Children he It's not, you know, doo-wop is not the right word we're looking for. It's like this sort of 50s pop sensibility versus, I don't know. It's like Walk Among Us takes like punk rock and pop music and whoa, whoa, whoa and go, go, go and no, no, no. And just sort of just sort of fuses it all together, man. We should really do a listening party. Remember how we did the Sam Hain listening party? I feel like we should do that for Walk Among Us. That's got to happen. Anyone knows why it was taken off of Spotify in the US? I'm going to guess that's because they're going to be doing a 40th anniversary reissue off the top of my head, I would imagine. And they it will. I'm sure it will be back. Introduced with Walk Among Us, but can't be. Of course you can't, Harv, I totally agree. You can't beat Static Age. If Robbie Bloodshed was here, he'd be very mad. He'd be like, "No, Static Age, Ah, Static Age, Steve Zing too, all those guys. Everybody loves the Static Age." But you know, if you're going to do the introduction, you got to start with Walk Among Us. I think maybe, or maybe Horror Business is a good way. Astro Zombies. I've I've said in before on the channel. I said if you're gonna, if I'm going to introduce someone, if I have to show them one song. Last Caress or Astro Zombies? Last Caress is a Static Age song, but still. Yes, Steve, I agree. It's like buying. Steve Lucas says it's like buying gold. That's 100% correct, man. 100% correct. Um, right, like rockabilly, I guess, huh? Thomas says it's the best blend between the early classic sound and the Earth AD hardcore. Exactly. Thank you. You nailed it on the head. It's the best blend between the early classic sound and the Earth AD Hardcore. It's faster, it's more aggressive, but um, it doesn't have, it, it doesn't lose the melodic qualities the way we do when we get the brutality that is Earth AD. You know? um, At the end of the day, all 54 songs, literally every single song on uh, Misfit Song, I love. I love them all. I really do. If I, if there are some that are less desired than others. Like I think violent world is a very, I think violent world is probably the weakest misfit song. Personally. I'm trying to think if there's anything more, you know, some might say, Oh, return to the fly. No return. The fly is really quirky and fun. Um, Violent world just feels like, so I don't know. It's just not, not my, not my cup of tea, not my cup of tea. Um. Yes, we all need walk among us in our music library. I agree, Biz. Zombified Preacher says my introduction to the Misfits was Evil Live. Love the live version of of All Hell Breaks loose. That's on e- Right. That's on Evil Live. Right, right. 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 I was about to say. Biz says I don't know if I want Earth A D Wolf's Blood. You most certainly do. You most certainly do. Ratfink, I love, love, love ratfink. And this is not I this is gonna sound like some elitist gatekeeping nonsense, but it's true. You you know, you know, like when I meet someone else that like gets down on ratfink, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ratfink. Yeah, you know what it is? It's just the it's the harmonies, man. It's just the it's the fun of the I don't know what you call it, a canon. Remember when you're in like chorus in like fifth grade and you learn how to do the canon? Uh, brain eaters is lackluster as well I think of brain eaters as sort of it's just an end cap you know but I would put it towards the bottom along with violent world you know I'm getting the legacy long brain says I'm getting the legacy of brutality art tattooed this summer for a first tattoo that's cool man um Zach says if Glenn and Jerry were really smart they would repress all the singles. And take them to Riot Fest and sell them and make them. Min- I mean, yes, if <laughs> they were, I agreed. Hate Breeders is a good intro song. Mm, I don't know if it's a good intro song, Dacker. I, I don't know if I agree with your sentiment. I I feel like you gotta go Astro Zombies. It's just such a, it's just so anthem, anthemic, anthemic, anthemic with those woes. It's just something you wanna grab someone by the shoulders and go, whoa, guys. We're already thirty minutes in. And I haven't even gotten to the the reading yet. You're killing me. I dig the movie theme songs. I that I just found recently. <laughs> <laughs> right, the Grinch, Time Warp. That those those are Jerry classics. I'm excited for Jerry Solom. By the way, um, Biz legit likes Brainers and Ratfink. Ratfink is often maligned and hated. I I love Ratfink, man. I really really do. Um, <clears throat> yes, I turned into a Martian. Another great introduction song. That's a great song to introduce people. I turned into a Martian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Jeremy thinks that Pumpkinhead is a beautiful jam. Pumpkinhead, uh, that's on Famous Monsters. It's too metal, man. It's too metally for me. It's it, that doesn't, doesn't feel like a Misfits song, it feels like a Glenn and uh, Jerry and Doyle song to me. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't get into violent violent worlds. But but I turn into a Martian Man, Astro Zombies. Uh definitely Night of Living Dead. Definitely not. Oh, they should reissue the coffin box set. Wouldn't that be great? In in cassette form. I don't know about that. Um, I think from what I'm told, there's going to be a pre-order soon. We did a whole show on Jerry's solo record, like a like a news, like a news sort of like a news break. We never do, we never cover news like that. As it's happening. As a matter of fact, I might be the first person outside of uh, Stephen who showed us that information. I mean, I might be the first person to have covered that, I think. I, I, I think it's very possible. Listen, let's dive into the thing. I'm already losing my voice. Let's dive into the article. So we haven't even talked about Tim Somer yet. Tim Sommer, who's who I interviewed for the Lodi Project that I've been working on. Many years ago, one of the finest interviews I've ever had. Um, I was recently in contact with Tim who wrote this article uh, over some different business. You Patreons will know what I'm talking about uh, on the 20th. And we'll see if anything comes of it. I don't know if it will. But Tim is a, a genius. He used to be a VJ for VH1 and MTV. He had a show called Noise the Show. On um <clears throat> on um uh WMFU, and uh, he used to play hardcore music. I mean, he was the dude who was playing hardcore music on the radio. He he went to NYU, he did noise the show um out of his dorm room or something like that. And he had he had the Misfits on, and he also introduced the Misfits at one of their Halloween shows uh, in the fall of '82. So. He writes. Uh, he writes all sorts of, of incredible, incredible think pieces, and he did one for 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 Walk Among Us. And as, as soon as for the for the anniversary, as soon as I saw that he did one for Walk Among Us, I was like, I have to read this on the air. I have to do it. It just, it's perfect. Um, let me clear my my throat. <clears> throat> By the way. If you are just joining us for the first time, or if you're not subscribed, this is a great time to uh, sub to the channel because we are two away from 4,000 subscribers. That's 40% to our long-term goal. So by the end of this stream, if we could be at 4,000 or 4,001 subscribers, I'd be so happy. That would make me so, so happy. So if anybody wants to make my day and subscribe to the channel, if they're not subbed, Please do. You could turn off all the notifications if you want, if I bother you. But let's do it, man. Let's get to 4K. huh? In the meantime, this is by the brilliant Tim Sommer, who, who, again, you should check out all everything he writes is phenomenal. I'm in awe of this man and his writing. He is such a language for music. And his interview with me, which was about an hour long, is just he speaks in pure sound bites. He wrote this for something called rock and roll globe uh on march 29th 2022 hold on one second <clears throat> i love these uh these non-action figures that they reaction figures they're called reaction figures misfits or martians walk among us turns 40 the debut LP from Lodi, New Jersey's Horror Punk Kings has been out of print for years. Does it deserve a resurrection? That's not true. Tim, it's not true at all. It's been, it's, they, they have. we just talked about all the repressings. Um, <clears throat> This is, uh, this reaction figure is from Super 7 and it's just the Crimson Ghost. I think they've done a Jerry only figure. They've not done a Glenn, Glenn Danzig figure. They've not done, we'll see a Jeremy. Um. They've not done a Glenn Danzig figure. They just do crim- Crimson Ghost. No Doyle figure figure either. The Misfits released their uh, debut LP, Walk Among Us, exactly 40 years ago. But does the beginning of their myth also mark the end to the most remarkable part of their story? So it's not just celebrating it's not just celebrating walk among us's 40th anniversary tim is asking us a question and we're going to maybe we're going to answer it maybe we won't between 1978 and 1981 the misfits released some of the most memorable work in the entire punk rock canon that is let me tell you that is some serious complimentary compliments from someone like tim somer i got to tell you what I mean that dude is a dude. That dude, Tim Somer, Tim Sommer was the A and R guy who signed Hootie and the Blowfish to, I think, Atlantic Records. He like discovered Hootie and the Blowfish. Man, I know that sounds really weird, but um, I mean, he was in a he had a band called uh, Hugo Hugo Largo, which is an interesting interesting instrumentation two two bass players and a, a, a fiddler like a violinist it's let's continue reading Tim says it's possible that they were the most spectacular singles bands it was possible that they were the most spectacular singles bands the first generation of punk rock produced he said that in the interview that's what I think of when I think of the misfits and this also comes to mind as a live act the misfits were so very good that they virtually levitated In the late 1970s and the early 1980s, the Misfits made a deliberate effort to contradict the everyman, anti-rock star live aspect of punk, a pose that was largely BS anyway, and chose instead to put on a fucking rock and roll show. And they pulled it off, owning each stage they stomped on in every smoky room where they clawed at the air. And then here is... Embedded here is Tim Somer's interview from 1981 on WMYU, so you can you can actually listen to Tim talk with the Misfits. It's a great chat, and here's the classic lineup of the band. You have the brothers, the brothers Kayafa, uh Jerry Only, and his brother Doyle Only. You have Glenn Danzig, the the vocalist, and you have Arthur Googleson, aka Arthur Googie, on on drums. Um. <clears throat> Here's what doesn't come to mind when I think of The Misfits. Their somewhat underwhelming uh, debut album, Walk Among Us. So Tim is basically on the 40th anniversary of celebrating this record is saying that it's rather underwhelming. That's not to say that Walk Among Us is not without its significant melodic magic. It most certainly has that. And and a wad of long-lasting and a wad, of long-lasting cross-generational earworms. But after all those amazing singles and EP tracks, they start the startling brace of punk pop built out of an unprecedented, unprecedented mixture of sobbing greaser melody. Oh God. He he it's like reading poetry. Reading Tim Somer writing is like reading poetry. I feel like I've done this this line an Injustice. I'm going to read it again. My throat is killing me. (coughs) Excuse me. Let's take that again. That's not to say that Walk Among Us is not without its significant melodic magic and a wad of long-lasting cross-generational earworms. Ugh. But after all those amazing singles and EP tracks, that startling brace of punk pop built out of an unprecedented mixture of sobbing greaser melodies think about that for a minute sobbing greaser melodies comic book approach to sex and gore frantic punk urgency what does he mean when he says punk urgency i mean this is something we hear all the time when talking about that first wave of punk it's part of the idea of diy it's part of the idea of 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 um just of of I'm I'm young I d- there's no way for me to open the door myself I need to I need to do, I'm gonna do this on my own it's the only way I'm gonna get out my stuff this urgency I have to do this I have to do it now I'm burning with passion um we have a we have a donation a tip from Let's Talk Live podcast thank you so much for your contribution and support to the channel. Um, Let's talk live podcast says Jeff, big fan would love to have you on my podcast sometime. Your misfits Danzig knowledge is amazing. Best way to contact you for an interview. I would, first of all, thank you again for the support. And I would absolutely be honored to come on your show and talk about whatever you want, especially misfits, Sam Hain Danzig stuff, whatever you want to do, let's do it. The best way to contact me for uh, a podcast interview is to send me an email at videobusinessmedia.com. I'm going to put it in the comments here, but I'm going to space it out for bots and things. So you do video business media and then at uh, gmail.com. There you go. Shoot me an email. Uh, put in the subject line, uh, your, 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 your thing, what you want to do. And we'll do it. So there you go. That's the best way to to reach out to me. Um, My email, all forms of communication. Is Anybody who communicates with me will tell you. uh, I do so many things at the same time. And I suffer from the worst kind of ADHD uh, that I promise I will get back to you. I just will get back to you in my own way. Uh, So just sit tight. We will schedule something. I would love to do it. Thank you. So there you go. Um, Moving on. What was I? What was I saying? What was I talking? Oh, we were just talking about urgency, frantic punk urgency. Um, a comic book approach to sex and gore. Yes. What does that mean? A comic book approach to sex and gore. It means that it's coming, and Glenn Danzig was a huge fan of comic books, as we know, and that that's so true. When you look at the lyrical, the lyrical play, it does feel like a comic book. But my favorite, my favorite couplet if you will i don't know what else you would call it of tim somer written poetry is sobbing greaser melodies oh i could just swoon over this what does he mean by sobbing greaser melodies Well, we said before how the misfits have that doo-wop 50s pop quality to them and tim somer has so much more eloquently uh enunciated it and you know, what is, what is a sobbing greaser melody? It's a, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, like that's, whoa, whoa is me. I'm sad sobbing greaser melodies. That's what a sobbing greaser's melody would be. That's what a sobbing greaser would sing. Whoa, it's great. That's, it's just, it's fin- uh, sublime, sublime, sublime. Long brain TV says, can I do the same? I have a YouTube channel and love to interview you long brain. I would love to come on your channel. Let's do it. Let us do it. You you send me an email as well. If I don't hear from you in my email, then I'll just, uh, you know, you got to contact me via email. We'll set something up. Uh, would be happy to happy to come on anybody's show. What's the next? I, I just, I'm savoring this like a steak. It's so good. Um, and relative so he says he says the the sobbing grease and melodies the comic book approach to sex and gore frantic punk urgency and relatively controlled productions okay uh the rushed near mono well let's hold on let's let's take that slowly the rushed nearly monophonic what does monophonic mean let's look that up dishwasher I I'm so t- I'm tickled pink by this. I'm tickled pink. So monophonic means using only one channel of tra- Okay, so it's what he's saying is in mono. That's what monophonic is the long version for mono. Um so it's the rushed nearly monophonic dishwasher rattle of walk among us was a bunt at best tim I have to disagree it's not a bunt but I, I mean, I love, man, I just, it's hard to disagree with your wonderful, wonderful phrasing of anything. You already said it was a bunt at best, the monophonic dishwasher rattle. Oh man. Thank you again. We have another, we have more support from, uh, another tip from, uh, let's talk live. Thank you, sir. Um, 4k or bust. Good luck. Yeah, that's right. Guys, we got to get to 4K. Let's get to 4K subscribers. I can't see my thing. Are we at 4K yet? Let's make it happen. Get in touch with me. Let's talk live. We'll we'll, we'll set something up. We got to get there. Okay, cool, long brain. Sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. In some ways, and this is odd, considering how large the Misfits myth looms, and it does loom large, I don't think that the Misfits get credit for just how fucking good they were. This could be because, in my opinion, they never made a great album. Well, I mean, Tim, so many would argue against that, but Tim is, I think Tim and Tim comes from a world where people made really solid, great albums, and I think that, you know that those are the standards that he's thinking of because when we think of Static Age and Walk Among Us, we think those are great albums, right? We're not, we're not worried. We're not worried. Okay, Zombified Preacher says we're at three point nine nine, so we're so close, you guys. We're we're so close to four K. Let's make it happen. We can do this. Um, so so. So, in Tim, Tim says he does say it's in his opinion. He's not saying that it, that it's a fact. He says by his opinion, they never made a great album. Imagine, but but would the would it have been a great album if the Misfits had walked into like a top tier studio? Would Earth A D be as masterful as Earth A D is if it was recorded in any other way? Same with Static Age. Same with Walk Among Us. These records are sort of a product of their environment and sort of um, I guess they are it, it's their greatness is ingrained in what they are is what I mean to say. Does that make sense? Their greatness is ingrained in what they are being what they are. Part of what makes them so great is what they are, how they were done. Um, If it was more polished, we might just be complaining, you know, Yeah, Jeremy's still logged in with us. That's great. Way to go, Jeremy. Unless you were in New York City in the late 1970s and the early 1980s and paying some attention to the punk rock scene, you might not understand quite what outsiders the Misfits were. First, they were playing a form of true punk rock on a scene, especially prior to 1980, largely dominated by pop and garage bands no-wave artists, and new-wave acts. And although some of these artists were very good indeed, the bongos, the offs, and the speedies, the student teachers, Klaus Nomi, the contortions, Tina Peel, the Ray Beats, etc., were all worth seeing any damn night of the week, the kind of slashing, hollering, leaping punk rock that the Misfits played was extremely rare in a city at that time. Again, this has been the subject of an extraordinary amount of revisionism. But let's leave it at that. So what Tim is saying, based on his experience of actually being there, that the misfits were kind of outliers, misfits themselves, of a scene that was, way more diverse that we don't think of the punk rock that we think of with punk rock coming out of New York really does not start to blossom until 1980. Part of the, the, the birth, the very birth of hardcore music that came out of New York, you know, bands that ushered it in that fostered it with bands like the stimulators, the mad, um, kraut, the misfits, the bad brains, these bands, the undead, um, and so many more. The Nihilistics, I'm sure, would get put in there. I think even even worse would get put there. Um, so many bands I'm probably not mentioning. But that these bands, that's the beginning of that faster, aggressive, true punk rock sound that Tim is talking about. But what he's referring to before you know, in the late seventies and he's talking about no wave and new wave and, and, and all these and, and pop and garage, what he's, what he's actually referring to is um, that's the scene that the misfits came up in as a New York band, right? Like they came up as a New York band and I have now spoken to two misfits. I spoke to Franche Coma on the phone about this and we asked Mr. Jim himself and both of them confirmed that that the Misfits were a New York band. <clears throat> and that was thirded. Um, I forgot who said it, that Glenn Danzig, if you ask Glenn Danzig or the Misfits are a New, New Jersey band, that he would tell you, hands down, they are a New York band. That's what he would say. Now, the thing about Glenn Danzig, as, as we're told by so many, is that he seems to be the type of guy who, who if you you know tell him red he's just going to tell you blue just cuz just to just to be contrarian in that kind of way but i don't think i think what that that is absolutely that's absolutely true and that when you look at that style of punk that tim is kind of referring to before the year 1980 you're looking at bands like the damned you're looking at bands like the dead boys you're looking at a band like the Misfits. You're looking at a band like the Ramones um, and everything else. I mean, there's so many bands that are like Patti Smith, Talking Heads, Blondie, um, just to name a few. And then all of the, the the no wave artists that he's talking about, the Contortions, Tina Peel, Klaus, Nomi, uh, the Speedies. Uh, I think you'd put the Fast in there as well a uh, combination of power pop and no wave and new wave all of that's mixed together and then and then out of those bands i mentioned before in 1980 births this idea of of hardcore but tim is largely saying that that in general all of this stuff has been the subject of an extraordinary amount of revisionism probably via all the documentaries that come out everybody has a narrative that they want to sort of um explore there are people that will argue with you blue in the face and say the heartbreakers johnny thunders and the heartbreakers are not a punk band at all they're just a a down and out dirty rock and roll band that were were in that movement that that place that the playing those those clubs uh surrounded by those people you know surrounded by those other types of bands Richard Hell and the Voidoids doesn't have a, that sort of traditional classic, you know, true punk rock sound that that Tim is sort of, I think, trying to mention. Um, <clears throat> even amongst the punk acts, like the Stimulators and the Blessed, the ble- we've talked about the Blessed, and if you are on Patreon, we just uh, mentioned the Blessed as well. Uh, there were factors that made the misfits circa 1978 to 1980 outliers. First and, and most memorably was the profound, deeply original sense of melody. God damn it, Tim is awesome. Um, <clears throat> Virtually no other punk rock act on either side of the Atlantic was attempting to attach this kind of sobbing, arcing melody, this kind of thing. He's talking about the woe. This kind of thing we were more used to hearing on Tom Jones or Gene Pitney records to punk rock. It was an unabashed, unapologetic return to pop romanticism uniquely applied to punk. Oh my God. No yo, Tim Sommer knows the misfits so well. Curiously, a soon-to-come wave of post-punk bands like Echo and the Bunny Man, uh, Bunny Men. Uh, Teardrop Explodes, The Chameleons, and Soft Cell would soon adopt a similar post-Scott Walker romantic approach to Melody. And that leads to another outlier element to a significant degree. The Misfits chased obscurity. Yes, they did. Even to this day, they chase obscurity. You know, or at least Glenn Danzig does. Maybe not Jerry only as much, you know. I so desperately need seltzer and the nearest one is super caffeinated and I have to wake up at five in the morning. So can you believe that I'm doing this right now when I have to be up at five o'clock in the morning to uh, catch a flight? I haven't even packed yet. I have to go upstairs and pack, but we're going to get through this article before I do, because that's just, that's just what I do. And that leads to another outlier element to a significant degree. The misfits chased obscurity. Most of their releases were limited edition or on colored vinyl or available only through their Fiend Club, etc. They wanted to market themselves as exclusive. And that obviously comes from Glenn Danzig's toy and comic collecting sensibilities as a kid and that that he shared with Jerry. Jerry had these same sensibilities. That's, again, to further add to the juxtaposition that, that Tim is talking about, he's talking about that that traditional marrying that, that uh, melodic pop romanticism to the punk rock sound along with horror movies and comic book collecting sensibilities, all wrapped up together with a, with a fan club, which by any other standard in punk would, would be once again, talking about posing would be like, yeah, whatever, man, whatever, man. Um, You know, reading an article like this, just we talk about the misfits all the time on this channel, but it's like reading an article just gets me so giddy when I just hear someone who just is such, who speaks with such a, a knowledge. I mean, he knew those guys too. He knew them, you know, Um, they wanted to market themselves as exclusive. We also must consider the band were banking on being famous enough one day that rarity would benefit them and how true that turned out to be. Now this turned, literally next sentence. Now this turned out to be true, but it was a great gamble. Hmm. I recall Jerry only saying to me at the time, I don't understand Glenn. He would rather press up 145s and sell them for $10 each than press up a thousand and sell for a dollar each because Glenn is a friggin' genius. I mean, look at the bubble. Look at the market now with these seven inch records going for tens of thousands of dollars now, right? Right. The final and perhaps, Oh, sorry. One cannot stress how peculiar this was within the environment of the American punk rock and new wave scene circa 1980. That's right. Because with the DIY ethic, with you know, trying to produce your own stuff, trying to get your stuff out there. Isn't that the whole point of making music and being in a band? You're getting your music out there to as many people as will listen. I mean, does it does it make sense to press up a finite amount of your of your record? You know. Um, even the artier bands promoted inclusion and availability. The Misfits also applied this exclusive, uh, sorry, the Misfits also applied this exclusivity to their live performances. Whereas most scene bands would perform virtually weekly. The Misfits preferred to make their live performances, rare events and circa 79 and 80. They o- they only played in New York city three or four times a year. Um, which is true and when i again i've said it on the channel before whenever i interview these old punk rock guys they always say and they're talking they're literally talking about from like 70 they're talking about between 79 and 82 like 3 years they say yeah oh yeah the misfits they only played once a year on halloween that's how people remembered the misfits that just that they rarely played they always played out of town they always they they did they did they would tour or they would attempt to tour they would do these You know, they would they would go go along the West Coast or the Midwest or whatever. Um, But they after after they here's what's interesting when that, you know, come 1980, that's when they start playing everywhere but New York. Right. They still play New York occasionally, as Tim says, but they start playing everywhere but New York. And before that, um, the Misfits mostly only play New York, which is why I say that they are a New York city band and they were, they came up in that scene. Their contemporaries were, you know, I mean, they were a 77 punk band, you know, uh, in that kind of way. Um, The final and perhaps most important outlier element to the pre walk among us misfits was the performances themselves. Again, this was the era of inclusion in clubs throughout the New York city era area area acts were presumably providing an alternative to what you would have seen at madison square garden the misfits were having absolutely none of that they wanted to prove that the that the live rendering of punk music could equal the sort of airborne scenery chewing spectacle you might see at the garden and eventually it would because the misfits would play the garden i would love to just see. Tim Sommer write a piece just about the Misfits playing the garden alone. Certainly other punk and punk era bands took great care in presenting a certain look or image, but no one except the Misfits was attempting to say, we can do what the tubes do, what Kiss do, what Blue Oyster Cult do. We can play punk rock and put on a show uh, that they were doing this generally in small venues made it even stranger. And then he says something, this is interesting to me. This is really, really interesting. Yes, thank you. Live Talk Live just says, what a name too, Live Talk Live. Yes, we just hit 4,000 subs, guys. Way to go. Thank you all. Much appreciated. Uh, um, We're 40% of the way to 10K. What happens at 10K? When I get to 10K, I can have my t-shirt store right below um, these live streams and when that happens I am going to just throw all into live streaming I mean just even though even though we even though we live stream all the time I mean we're going to get religious about it we're not going to miss a day every day there's going to be a broadcast every single day I want those t-shirt links up why because I got a lot of great designs coming and uh, I'm, I'm like I said, then I'll be ready to really try going pro really, really try to go pro. Maybe I won't succeed. Maybe I'll fail, but you, here's the thing, folks, you will never, well, you, you listen, it's okay to fail. As long as if you try, you can find satisfaction in trying something and failing. It sucks. It hurts, but at least, you know, that you tried, there's nothing worse than not trying. You, you fail, this sounds really cliche and sort of coachy, life coachy. You fail 100% of the time when you don't try. That's the truth. So it's better to try and fail than not try at all. So keep grinding. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I will keep grinding. Thank you, Amy. And oh, my God. And Rue Morgue. Rue Morgue was there at the beginning. Here he is. We're at, Rue, we're at 4K. Got to keep going, buddy. Going to keep going. All right, let's keep reading this because we don't have a lot of time. We really don't. Oh, my God. We're already a half hour over. God darn it. We shouldn't whitewash this. When the Misfits were at their creative peak in the late 1970s, in the very early 1980s, they were an extremely polarizing band. Because of the extravagance of their live performances, because of their attachments to melody, And because of their embrace of exclusivity, a lot of people on the punk and new music scene in New York City were very vocal in their dislike for the Misfits. Now, this largely changed after 1981, possibly because the hardcore communities in D.C. and Los Angeles embraced the Misfits in a way that New York hardcore had not, which is kind of true when you think about it. You, You don't think about the Misfits when you think about other classic new york hardcore bands that but you know you know tim tim i would argue with you this a lot of those prominent new york hardcore bands don't really even get their start till 1983 1984 1985 right or like you know the whatever the the main ones that we that we think of like bands like the Mags the misfits are a ghost already it's already glenn's already doing sam Hain. So I don't know. I I don't know if I quite agree with that uh, statement uh, chronologically. Um, But listen, Tim was there. Tim, I I can't I can't argue with the guy who was there. I can't. I can't. I got I got I got to take a knee on that. Um, And it certainly helped that uh, that after all those exclusive and exotic pre-album releases, the Walk Among Us album was both widely available and sonically put them in the same low fi, lower-fi league as many of the more credible hardcore heroes. Which brings us back to Walk Among Us. He's circling back. God, Tim is a pro, man. Tim is a freaking pro. Um, Thank you, Biz. Thank you very much for the congratulations. Um, no, you and nothing can do about it if you don't want links. Don't make a channel for it, then. Hmm? I don't know what you mean. T, I don't know what you're referring to. TB, thank you, Amy. Y- you gotta just grind, grind, grind. Subscribe among us turns 1,000. <laughs> shalom, shalom. <laughs> Did you know Shalom means three things in Hebrew? It means hello. It means goodbye. And it means peace. Three things. Um, All right, let's keep reading this, which brings us back to walk among us. Virtually everything that the Misfits had released up to that point had been a home run. I mean, out of this fucking world. And I'm delighted to say that I acknowledge this at the time in 1979 in my American Underground column in Trouser Press magazine, I was all of 17. I named Horror Business one of the ten best 45s of the year. So Tim Somer, who was literally there at the beginning, literally there to witness it all, um, he he has he has he has been a, a constant in his message over these last 42 years ish. Um, but after that extraordinary run of singles and EPs walk among us was a considerable letdown. Certainly the melodies were still there as sky reaching as always a shotgun wedding of AM grease. <laughs> I'm sorry. His, his writing is so good. He says, certainly the melodies were still there as sky reaching as always A shotgun wedding of AM grease dreams and football chants. But throughout Walk Among Us, the tempos were rushed. The guitar and drum parts, the tempos are rushed. They're faster. It's halfway between Static Age and Earth AD. Um, The guitar and drum parts are graceless and always pushing the hallelujah sing-along vocal melodies a little too much. Okay, I can I can see where you know for us it's religion, man. Uh, for me, Walk Amongst is religion. We don't talk about it often enough on here, but it is. But I can understand if you gotta come from Tim's point of view seeing a singles band putting out all these singles that are very different um musically, because everything changed from from bullet to horror business to night of living dead. Um to to halloween uh, Finally to walk among us Um He says He says it always put uh, always pushing The hallelujah sing along vocal melodies A little too much and the stop starts Seemed clumsy I was baffled after years of being An act that prided itself Uh after years of being An act that prided itself on a level Of professionalism and precision Of presentation that isolated them from virtually every other indie act working the New York circuit. When it came time to release their first full-length album, the Misfits did two things they had never done before: they pandered and they lowballed the, the production. But Tim, I mean, Tim, we talk. Listen, uh, Night of Living Dead's production is not great. As a matter of fact, it's considered to be the worst production. But that's not what makes Night of Living Dead great. It's the songs. So I don't know if I agree with you on that, which is not to say that there isn't some true and lasting glory on Walk Among Us. The sheer, see, remember how we were talking before about like the difference between just saying something sucks or saying something is bad versus actual criticism? This is real criticism. This is criticism should be intelligent, it should be backed up by meaningful statements just like what what tim is doing here is meaningful uh thought-provoking criticism even if i don't agree with everything he says um uh which is not to say that there isn't some true and lasting glory on walk among us the sheer ecstasy of the melodies of hate breeders and 20 eyes help you overlook the harsh obligatory churn and atypical clumsy arrangements going on elsewhere on the lp on the other hand mommy can i go out and kill tonight is just pandering And seems to confirm our worst fears, that after half a decade of creating glory, not by giving a shit what the prevalent scene thought of them and making magic as a result, the Misfits sought to give the kids what they wanted. Contrast anything, and I mean literally anything, on Walk Among Us with Hollywood Babylon, recorded just a year and a half earlier. Weird to think that it was a year and a half earlier. Hollywood Babylon is fierce and adamant, but also measured and patient. The melody unfolds. It doesn't sound like a fight, but everything on Walk Among Us sounds like, well, like a free-for-all. There's literally nothing here that resembles the steady, driving, intense, but open arrangement on Hollywood Babylon. Um, Interesting that he keys on to Hollywood Babylon like that. For those of us who had absolutely fallen into the thrall of the Misfits releases up to 1981's London Dungeon, their 19 well, he's thinking of three hits from hell. The 1982 uh, debut album was a significant disappointment. Well, that's a cool poster. There's the Rat Bat Spider. I mean, the Misfits have literally started their own genre of music. You have a band. There's a band out there called Rat Bat Spider because of this image that the Misfits chose to use on the cover for Walk Among Us. My somewhat negative contemporary assessment of walk among us was not exceptionally popular or common at the time. By the time of its release, the misfits had become seen darlings in near complete opposition to what they had stood as recently to where they had stood as recently as mid 1980. But I tend to think that that band have come around to agreeing I, but I tend to think that the band have come around to agreeing with me. The Walk Among Us album as a standalone piece in its original form is not readily available on streaming services and latter day compilations like Static Age, Legacy of Brutality, and most especially the 1986 Misfits album presented the world with the pre Walk Among Us misfits at their hyper melodic, ecstatic, uh, contrarian, heavily melodic, Hyper melodic and heavenly melodic. He used that melodic twice and hellishly lyrical best. Uh In the 40 years since the release of Walk Among Us, the Misfits logo and iconography have become one of the most enduring and familiar in the history of rock music. It is possible that only the Ramones have sold more T-shirts to people who don't actually own any of the artists' records. This remarkable development testifies to the genius of Glenn Danzig, and Jerry only since 1981. But the phenomenal, abs- absolutely unique work the Misfits released prior to Walk Among Us testifies to the genius prior to 1981. So, and then it, here's, here's Tim's bio. He said, Tim Sommer is a musician, record producer, former Atlantic Records a and representative, WNYO DJ, MTV News correspondent, VH1VAJ, and founding member of the band, Hugo Largo. He has written for publications such as Trouser Press, The Observer, and The Village Voice. Follow him on Twitter at Timmy Sommer. I'm going to add his handle here. Check him out. My God, my voice is thrashed. Um, You know what I love? I think the overall surmization of what Tim has written here is Hey, it's the anniversary of Walk Among Us and I'm going to do be like the Misfits. I'm not going to give you what you're expecting or what you want. Instead, I'm going to celebrate the Misfits, what I loved about the Misfits on this milestone of of the 40 years of what is considered to be a seminal classic album. I'm going to celebrate the stuff that I loved from the earlier Walk uh, from the earlier Misfits. Um Zombie says, if the Misfits were in the movie Grease, they would be the Scorpions, but way cooler and would have won the race. I agree. Uh, Thomas says, I love the Misfits. Um, I love the Misfits and have been a long-time fan. Do you think part of their longevity is due to the graphic design branding? Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Who's the spammer? Who is spamming? Don't worry. We've got, we got gatekeepers. We got Amy is in the house. Uh, I don't know if John of Doom is still here. Rue was here. We got people that that got our backs when it comes to that sort of stuff. Did you guys enjoy that? I I really thoroughly enjoyed reading that. I'm gonna send Tim this video, just so that he knows how how much we worship his writing. Um, <clears throat> so when you next see me, I will be broadcasting from Colorado. Um, will be. Got more shows coming. I'll be working on a top secret editing project, putting together something that has just been in the works for a long time, separate from the Misfits thing, separate from many things. But um, hopefully will will come to fruition. Um, what else can I tell you? I don't know. I just thank you for getting us to 4,000 subscribers. Thanks again to, to the live show for the support. Um, looking forward to to coming on other people's shows thanks to tim somer for writing such a great article thanks for the misfits for for putting out walk among us which we all enjoy um, i think even tim still can find things that he loves and enjoys about walk among us um <clears throat> what else can i what else can i say don't forget to enter the contest if you if you guys were running a contest t-shirt contest Check it out, riotstickers.com backslash win. It's free to enter. Get 20 free custom T-shirts from riotstickers.com. Riot Stickers, we are the bomb. And lastly, I'll just, let's bookend it how we started it. I just put three Patreon videos up for, um, I put three Patreon videos up The Lodi files, we do this thing called the Lodi files. I do one of those a month and they've gotten more elaborate than when we started. I did three of them at the same time. Those are going up. I'm going to be tackling some new interviews so I can pull out the selects and we'll have more fresh Lodi file content coming. Keep your eyes peeled for leaving of fear. I interviewed him. He's going to be, that's going to drop on this channel eventually. First for the Patreons and the YouTube members, they'll they'll get that first. Uh, Steve Connie, the New York Dolls, uh, Brian Usna, director of Reanimator, um, yeah, just so many people. John says, "I had a friend that thought Glenn was singing Coney Island in my head." Yes, Rue. Always, I will have a safe trip. I will be safe, and I will cough Ooh. Um, Speaking of Patreons, do what? Do you guys do you guys know anything about the Patreon? You don't. Well, let me fill you in real quick. Let's let's talk a little bit about. Patreon. As always, we say peace, hair grease, and sobbing greaser melodies. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, so you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just wanna thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates, that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you 66 cents. Make it はい。<ス><ス>